If you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big, rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Now, before we dive into it, I want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by my Profit Masterclass, Three Steps to Profitable Revenue Growth. In this masterclass, I'll introduce you to my signature revenue planner. This is for you if you're ready to profitably grow your revenue and start taking back your time. To register for the Profit Masterclass, head to simplysmarternumbers.com forward slash Profit Masterclass. Today's guest is a business owner who I connected with on social media quite a few months ago now. We connected when we discovered that we were almost neighbors and we're both from the country and we live only about two and a half hours away from each other, which when you're in the country as a rural business owner, that's really, really close. So while we had one thing in common, there was one thing that we definitely didn't have in common, and that is a love for social media and marketing. So I am not into social media and marketing. It is not something that I'm any good at, but that's why we're talking to Jen Donovan. So Jen is from Mulwala, a small country town bordering New South Wales and Victoria. Now, Jen might be from a little country town, but she is doing big things. And by big, I mean building a Facebook group to 250,000 people in just eight months. Yes, you heard me correctly. That's a quarter of a million people. It's called Buy From A Bush Business. And that, if you can believe it, is just her side gig. Jen is a social media and marketing expert who I know from experience has a gift for presenting and working a room. She has a gift for teaching her marketing skills. And clearly, given that she has this amazing side gig of hers, she has a gift for social media and marketing. So welcome, Jen Donovan, to the podcast. Thanks, Jen. What an intro. Lucky you can't see me. I'm blushing. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, super excited to be a guest on your new podcast. Yes, it is exciting. It is. And thank you for coming. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jen. I'm not sure how I what more I can tell you. So um, I do have a social media and marketing business. Marketing is just a passion of mine. I live, I breathe, I have dreams and probably nightmares about social media and marketing. And it sort of all started from when I owned a retail shop. So I had a retail shop in my small rural town. Um, previous to that, I'd been in law. And as my story goes, my best friend and I had way too much wine to drink one night and we decided to buy a retail retail shops. So that's kind of where I fell in love with marketing and social media, trying to get people in the door of a retail shop. And um, retail was just as hard back then as what it is now, but maybe social media might have been a little bit easier. Um, and after that, I um, when we sold that shop and 
We sold it in three days, which was a huge uh, accomplishment. And I just went into trying to teach other small business owners exactly how to grow their business using marketing and social media because it's for a lot of business owners, it's a sometimes project, not a priority. And that's my wind of change I'm trying to put out there, make marketing a priority. Yeah, and you're so you're so right there, Jen. It does work like that. It's kind of feels like as a business owner, we often go to it when we've got time or we go to social media and marketing when we get a bit slow or sales look like they're slowing down. But it's one of those things that we really need to be on top of continuously, like all the time, isn't it? Whether we like the stuff or we don't like the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a few of my clients that I have sort of came to me when, you know, we're recording this in June. So when COVID-19 hit in about March, so and one of the things they wanted to stop was their marketing. And it was that real encouragement of we just can't stop marketing. Um, we've got to keep that wheel going because, you know, it's not a tap that you can switch on and off if you want consistent sales in your business. Yeah. And I've used that uh, that exactly what you've just said but there before. We did a cash flow in a crisis uh, masterclass a little while ago when COVID hit. And that was one of the main points that I wanted to get across to people was, yes, we do get a bit lazy with our expenses. Yes, we can start to uh, spend money on things that perhaps we didn't really need to when things are going well. But one of the things that we really don't, can't afford to cut is the marketing. Yeah, Jen. You're if it's working. My song. <laughs> yes, if it's yeah. working. But yeah, definitely singing my song. And and that's a really great point too, Jen. Like marketing is test and measure. There, it, there is particular pieces of science in marketing, like knowing who you, who is your target, um, you know, knowing what you want to be famous for and know, getting on the right platforms and things like that. But other than that, this is test and measure. You know, test it, measure it. Did it work? If not, why not? If it did, rinse and repeat watch. It really is just, you know, something we need to be constantly have our finger on the pulse about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Jen, there is so much stuff that we could just sit here and talk about. (laughs) There is. So much, trust me. But today we're going to hone in on one thing in particular, and we're going to talk about the one thing that you have done in your business to get you to where you are today. And I I would actually go as far as to say that this one thing that you have done is what actually sets you apart from the heavily saturated social media and marketing industry. And that is showing up as a person, showing up as a human, your dedication to events. So something that you have always done, isn't it? Yeah, look, probably not something I've always done. It's always been something Mm. I have done in my marketing business that I'm in now. But, you know, go back probably four or five years ago, like networking used to make me want to, you know, just churn in the stomach. The fact that, you know, I had to put myself out there and, um, you know, network with other people. But at the end of the day, it's a massive growth strategy and I just needed to get over myself, um, which is exactly what I did. And I know a lot of people out there that are perhaps listening and lots of people I meet on social media, they just don't want to show up. They don't want to do that video that has their face facing the camera or, you know, use their voice as part of their marketing. But like you said, it's just one way to stand out from a very crowded marketplace. 
Yeah, it's easy to hide behind a computer. It's easy to hide behind the screen and even behind a camera. But to actually get yourself out there and hold face-to-face workshops, which you do, hold in-person masterminds, which you do, and you also hold in-person networking events, which is really exciting. But like you say, hard to push yourself out and make happen. And so today, I guess what we're going to talk about is how these things have impacted your business, your profitability. And then we're going to flip the coin and have a conversation about how it is that um, it's impacted your business when you actually come as the attendee, how it is that you have been able to improve your business operations and profitability and sales by turning up as a guest at other people's events. So yeah, a really important element to marketing is one, turning up as a human and having other people see you there as a human. But I guess it's the the thing that we can do and talk about today is how it is that it impacts your profitability, grows your audiences and those sorts of things. So just tell us a bit, Jen, about the events that you do hold or host. So when I say events, whether they are workshops, masterminds, you know, any of those networking events, tell us a little bit about what you actually do. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Um, so probably um, face-to-face pre-COVID is definitely where most of my business comes from. So I host a lot of workshops, live face-to-face workshops um, with small business owners, mainly rurally, anywhere between pretty much um, Bendigo and Griffith, if anyone wants, you know, a bit of a, a map compass on, um, you know, where I turn up, where you might see me. Um, and it's just all about getting small business owners into a room and having a bit of a chat about marketing because most times you will find in a room that your burning question is also 10 other people's burning question. Uh, That thing that you don't want to talk about because you're too embarrassed to talk about, all of a sudden there's 10 other people saying, yeah, I need to know that as well. So, that I know that we have missed face to face, you know, with uh, you know what's been happening lately. But there's been so much online learning, and I think people have realised that online learning can be just as um, just as good and just as easy for people. So I host a lot of face to face workshops, but I do have a little. Oh, I shouldn't call it little, should I? I do have a, a mastermind group that I do. Um, yeah, the- I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because that, I find that really um, an interesting way for you to one stand out as an expert in what it is that you do, but two keep in touch with the people that you work with, your clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a room uh, of women in business. They are awesome. They are a mixture between service and retail businesses. But I can tell you by the end of our three hours, we meet once a month for three hours. I've learned just as much as them because I'm, you know, on the ground then, you know, seeing what's working in other people's marketing businesses, just not my marketing business. And, and I get to see the trends in retail, the trends in service-based businesses, but they also get not only any wisdom that might come from me, but the wisdom of the room. And that is what is just so powerful about masterminds and workshops is that, you know, other people share experiences and you learn probably just as much from the person sitting next to you as you do uh, as the person up front hosting the actual workshop. Like it's, I just absolutely love that whole wisdom of the room type concept that happens when you have live events. 
Yeah, it's really, it's a fantastic way for people to uh, meet other people for one. So masterminds in themselves are a great way to network, but you can actually become great friends with people, make some really good friends in these sort of um, situations as well, don't you? Yeah, definitely. You make really good friends, but you, um, even if you're not out there looking for new friends, great collaborations. So there's been yeah. some amazing business collaborations come out of not only the workshops and the masterminds that I've hosted, but the ones I've been involved in. I know we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later, but you know, there is, you know, that whole like you're in a room with like-minded people. You're in a room with people who are willing to invest in themselves, willing to invest in their business. So you have that in common to start with. And then you, you know, get to collaborate with other people, you know, using their really good ideas or good ideas mm. collectively to help grow your business. And I know from a small rural business point of view, I have seen that work amazingly, especially, you know, when retailers get together and host big events and they share lists and they, you know, take over each other's social media and they, you know, do these VIP events. It's a great way of growing your list. It's a great way of getting people into your shop or into your bricks and mortar or online that, you know, you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And so your masterminds are people paying you to come and attend um, each month for with a group and learn whatever it is they learn. They so that's the end product for you. Your your main one of your main revenue sources, one of your main service offerings, I suppose. Whereas, how would you? Where would you place your workshops and other networking events that you do in so far as the the funnel, you know, the way that you attract people? Is that kind of more the purpose of these other workshops or are they a also sort of a money-making thing for you or how do you sort of look at the workshops? So the workshops are definitely an income stream um, and some of the workshops I do host are through um, like government agencies pay me to go and host their workshops. So there is a, a slower burn, I guess, as far as converting someone from a workshop that they've come to into a um, into a mastermind or into being a paying client. So it's it's a bit of a um, revenue stream of its own, but there certainly is, you know, that people do convert, absolutely. Uh, but just talking about that, I guess, you know, one of the other things, live events that I started to host this year, it's kind of got shut off on me, was um, my women in business networking event that I hosted. So it was um, Northeastern Border Women in Business um, networking event. Um, I hosted one. That was a very successful networking event by all accounts, wasn't it, Jen? Yeah. How many people did you have turn up to that, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, look, I had 70 people turn up to that. I actually cut off the tickets at 60, but I'm, uh, I am I get conned very easily from people going, oh, but I really wanted to come. Can I please come? And so I ended up extending a few tickets to some more people. But um, And really I curtailed it because I'd never run one before. Um, the venue that I had chosen, which was Rich Glen Olives, which is an amazing place, I'd kind of maxed out their uh, space that they had available. Like you wouldn't get away with it now. There was definitely not 1.5 meters for everybody there that night. But for me, it was an amazing event. It was a way of um, 
like I know some people got lots of business out of that that networked well and found some really great ideal clients and there's been some great connections out of it. But for me, it was kind of a feeder into my Women in Business Mastermind as well. So it was kind of Yeah, brilliant. That was my next question, you know. So what is it? What's the purpose there? So that's that was your purpose, not just to be able to stand up in front of a crowd and bring a whole group of wonderful people together. You set this thing up with the intention of feeding people into your mastermind. Yeah, I did just to get the word out there that, you know, there's this other little group that um, goes on. And I guess it's that whole no like and trust factor for me to say, you know, to um, you know have on my social media or to put it out there that I have this group and have people go, mm, I don't really know this Jen Donovan or I really don't know the people in the group. Uh, I'm not so sure as opposed to come along to a networking event that is just so much fun and then go, oh my God, I love this group of women and oh my God, you know, Jen sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Maybe, you know, this is something I can come along and try and have a look and see if it's right for me because it really does need to be a fit both ways. I will confess that straight up. You know, not everyone is for our group and our group isn't for everyone. So you've really got to have that uh, ability to be able to bring people in and give them that little trial and just see if it works both ways. Yeah, it's kind of allows people to just dip their toes in the water a little bit before they go and invest in um, a group or invest their time, invest their money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, my little, uh, my, I keep calling it little, I've got to stop saying that, don't I? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so my mastermind, you know, I'm, COVID has made me stop and think and go, okay, I need to take this online now. So, you know, rather than just having my local one, I need to now perhaps have, you know, masterminds that I can actually run online now that everyone's a little bit more used to um, having these conversations online and being held accountable to people online, not necessarily just meeting fa- people face to face. Mm, Yeah. And so this networking event that you held back pre-COVID days, that was successful as far as the number of people that turned up. Would you say it was also successful? Like, would you uh, track things like, you know, conversions or people that added to your audience, your email list, all of those sorts of things? Did you track all of that stuff? Or was that just a a real, I'm just going to put it out there and see what happens and if see if I like it kind of event? Well, it definitely was um, see if I like it because I'd never hosted a networking event before and, um, you know, I did get some advice on how to make a networking event a good networking event because I wanted it to be a really great experience. But I did certainly track other numbers. Unfortunately, um, I had, you know, guests lined up to come to our Women in Business Hub to, again, have a bit of a try, see if we're for them, they're for us. But then we went online. So it was sort of February. So marches, we kind of, um, we didn't end up having a March one face-to-face. We were online. May was the same. April was the same. So now we're sort of going back. So it's me going back to those leads now and saying, hey, are you still interested? But of course, I think that once I have another networking event, which hopefully I'll be able to have in um, August, will then, you know, bring those people back into, you know, um, being excited about what we else is actually offered. Yeah, absolutely. It did, uh, I mean, it put a, a stop to a lot of different things out there. <laughs> and obviously, and all of these face-to-face things that you were doing, you have 
been able to really quickly pivot and I've seen that you're doing a lot of online workshops and all of that sort of thing as well. So they're all obviously working. Are you finding that you're getting more people to the onlines than you were to the face-to-face or how is that kind of going for you? Um. The numbers are probably similar. The demographics are probably different um, of the people that you would get to a workshop. So there is certainly, um, there's no limits. There's no, uh, I guess, no boundaries, uh, locality boundaries when it's an online thing. Whereas, you know, if I was hosting an event in Shepparton, then it would be people from around Shepparton that would sort of come. Whereas, you know, Shepparton still put on the event, but it was an event Brightlink. So, you know, you had people coming in from Bendigo or, you know, people coming in from Aubrey or something like that, that, you know, or even Brisbane, like that just wouldn't normally be able to have access to you through a face-to-face live event as opposed to something online. So it's been, um, it's probably numbers haven't exceeded, although I did have one that we had about 90 people on. And if, you know, 90 people in a rural workshop is almost unheard of. So that one probably did have a lot more numbers than usual. Um, But yeah, yeah. So I I think the numbers have been growing, but they haven't um, necessarily grown out of proportion. But it's probably just being able to tap into a different network. Yeah, awesome. So it's actually probably works quite well for you. One, you're forced to give this a go. I mean, you you have always put yourself out and tried different things anyway. So it's not something you would have ever said no to, as in, you know, going online to do this sort of thing. But um, it, when you are forced to do it, it does just give you that opportunity to say, okay, well, how is this going to work for me? Will I continue to do this sort of thing into the future? And how is it going to impact my business going forward? So do you think you would continue doing them online or will you go back to face-to-face as Jen? Um, look, I, I love face-to-face, but I certainly will have a bigger mixture of both, I think. And I also think that people have been, it's been a really great experiment for anyone who wasn't confident online because people have been more forgiving. If you know, like the other day I did a webinar and for the first time I tried polls. I'd never tried to work a poll into my presentation. So at the start, I'm like, you know, I'm trying out this new tech. You'll have to forgive me if it starts to glitch type of thing. So, and people are just like, oh yeah, no worries. Whereas, you know, perhaps pre-COVID people might've been, oh, you know, is that unprofessional to sort of think that, yeah. say that? I don't think my audience would necessarily think that, but I can see how other audiences might actually, um, yeah be concerned. So for people, yeah, I can, I do, I totally get that. Yeah, it has, it's given people um, a reason to, it's kind of made it okay for us not to be perfect online, hasn't it? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that, they were the words I was looking for. Mm, yeah. So what advice would you give, Jen, to business owners out there who are grappling with the thought of, yeah, okay, I want to get in front of people and social media and marketing you know, this is one of the avenues that you can use to build your audiences, to uh, feed your lead generation funnels, you know, take care of all that sort of stuff. What advice would you give to somebody who is sitting there and thinking, okay, I think I want to get out of my comfort zone and go and make something like this happen? Yeah, look, they'll probably stop listening to the podcast after this, but just do it. Like I know that is so much easier said than done, but in one of my workshops that I run, um, part of it is, you know, doing a video online and it's like, let's do it now. And people just freeze. You're like, no, no, let's do it right now. You you know, you don't have to post it, but you have to record it right now. So let's write a quick script, a few bullet points, hold the phone up, 
go and just not giving people enough time to think of the thousand excuses they need. Uh, And I would really probably encourage people just to start recording yourself. Put the phone there and start recording yourself. Don't don't post it if you don't want to post it, but just get used to the way you look and sound on, you know, on your phone or on video. And I guess that was one of the biggest pieces of advice that I got uh, from my friend Sam, who actually made me cry at the time, was I was complaining about, you know, being on video and how I didn't like the sound of myself and that. And he just looked at me, he goes, but you sound and look exactly the same to me, whether you're on video or standing in front of me. And it was a bit of a light bulb moment of, oh, really? So I don't sound and look like I think I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're right. It's We play some mind games with ourselves when it comes to doing all of that. Um, you think that you can hear the nerves in your voice or you don't look right or I don't know. It's just, it is hard. But I've got to say with myself 12 months ago, there's no way I would have, although I've always been comfortable enough to stand up in front of people if I was talking about something that I was comfortable with. But to go on video and do all those sort of things online, it is nerve wracking. It really does make you nervous. And I kind of adopted the whole attitude of just pretend no one's watching me. No one's ever going to see this. and I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, it's kind of like a dance while no one's watching type thing. That's all you can really do, I think, is and you will just become more and more uh, comfortable. Yeah, look, I wasn't a speaker until five years ago. I I was absolutely petrified. I was never the person on the debate team or spoke in front of people. I hated giving speeches at parties or anything. And then I kind of just thought, this is ridiculous. I want to learn how to speak on stage. So I went and did a bit of a course and learned how to speak on stage. And I remember my first ever speaking gig was in front of 250 people. And I was literally in the toilets, the couple of minutes before and I was so sick and as I walked out my mentor said to me it's not about you the people out there don't care that you're nervous they paid money to hear from you so get out there and give them what they want wow that's tough love (laughs) yeah it was like okay I'll just wipe away my tears and then I'll go but it was exactly you know two or three minutes into it I could see the audience and they were kind of like tell me more tell me more and it was like yeah okay they don't care that I'm nervous. They just want to know what I know that can help them move their business forward. And it was a real, it was very tough love, but it was a bit of an awakening as well. Yeah. Okay. So get out there if it's something that you're looking at doing. Now, they obviously face-to-face is a little tough right now, but you know, yeah. those t- those days will return. So we're saying get out there, put yourself out there. And the benefits that people, that you will get as a business owner is, uh, building your audience, Jen. It's finding the right people that are going to, you know, attracting the right people to you. Does that sort of, that comes into it as well? Yeah, absolutely. But I think we go right back to where we started at the start of this conversation. If you want to stand out from the crowd and you look at all your competitors and no one is showing up online, then that is your space. That is your way. Or they're not showing up online, you know, as a human, as vulnerable person, as a normal human being, then that can be your way to stand out in a very crowded, noisy marketplace. Yeah, that is. And that's where I I did say that right at the very start, wasn't it? It was just the Mm. fact that you're in a social media and marketing industry is so heavily saturated. There are so many people out there doing it, but to see somebody that's 
willing to stand up in front of a crowd, have conversations, be a real human. Now, yes, you've had to sort of move it to more online and you might keep doing that. But the point is that you're putting yourself out there and people can experience you and see you and warm to you as a human and get a bit of a feel for working with you before they actually work with you. Yeah, until they have to pull out the wallet and invest the money. They already Hmm. know, like, and trust you. They already know that you're the person who speaks their language to them. Um, And, yeah, what more of a hot lead do you need? (laughs) So, Jen, I'd love to touch on one of the big benefits of presenting events and workshops, and it's the fact that we get to hear firsthand what the real sort of ground level issues are that our audiences are having. And I kind of want to circle back to your amazing achievement of growing this huge Facebook group from zero to 250,000 members in eight months. And I believe, Jen, that this is where the inspiration came from for you to start your Facebook group. So could you just tell us a little bit about how that came about? Yeah, absolutely, Jen. Um, So back in very late October 2019, I had done, I used to, I can say that, can't I, because we've had COVID-19. I used to do tours for a week where where I would go and do four or five workshops and then one-to-one coaching after the workshops, you know, in a different town every day because, you know, I'm sort of rural. And at this stage, um, late October, I'd been on one I'd been to Narandra and Leeton and Griffith and Hay and it was kind of hearing the same thing over and over again from the people coming along to the to my marketing event was kind of like we're not looking forward to Christmas you know we're in drought and you know as a ex-retailer and a farmer's wife I know that if farmers don't have money country towns don't have money it's just the way it is and they just weren't looking forward to Christmas and buy from a bush was starting to become a hashtag that people were using, but no one kind of knew how to hook on to that. And they were saying, oh, I've been using it, but I'm not getting any traction. And it was just coming home from Hay on a Friday night, which is about an hour and a half, two hours from my house, I think it is. And just this had this thought of, I should start up a Facebook group because that way everyone could post their own posts into the Facebook group. And if I ask my friends to join and then I ask my clients to join and then their friends to join, then maybe they could make a few extra sales sort of coming into Christmas for to an audience that maybe they wouldn't normally get into. And that's kind of where the idea sparked from. And I had literally no idea what I was building or what was going to happen to that group. It was just started off something for my friends and my clients to get to know each other and to buy something that perhaps they wouldn't see every day in a shop. So these people, this is, it's such an extraordinary story, Jen. So these people that you were out visiting face-to-face in your workshops all around uh, the New South Wales countryside, they were having issues with their retail businesses in selling them, given that they didn't have all of the um, all of the right setups with the websites and and all of the ability to sell online. Is that kind of a big part of their problem? And maybe also lacking um, audiences with social media. Were they the kind of problems that you were trying to solve then? 
Yeah, definitely, Jen. It was kind of not a lot of um, really micro sort of small businesses have online stores. Um, and, and in saying that, I may be proved wrong with COVID-19. Many of them may have swapped over to an online store after their shops perhaps closed down because of COVID. I'm not 100% sure on that. But a lot of them didn't have that. And a lot of them didn't kind of get what Instagram was about and shoppable tags. And sometimes it becomes all a little bit too hard. So I'll just open my door and I'll just hope that um, customers come in. And that's kind of what I was up against. And it was just trying to make something that was really easy for these people who perhaps weren't too tech savvy. So to talk about uh, Facebook ads and things like that was all just too much for them. So it was just that one of those simple ideas. And I remember sort of, you know, come the weeks after doing it, having these little posts in the group of, you know, 5,000 members, woohoo! Oh, 10,000 members, we're awesome. And then it was like, wow, 125,000 members. Oh my God goodness. <laughs> and now, of course, it's about 254,000 members. So it's yeah. just really grown. I think it just goes to show that people really want to support people in the country and people in the bush. And, you know, and I think a lot of people were just excited if we head back to Christmas time to get Christmas presents that wowed people that people had never seen before or were just out of the box. It wasn't from your local Kmart or your local Target. It was actually, you know, something a little bit different. Yeah, it's such, and it's an amazing opportunity that's come from you being face-to-face and actually listening. So it's one thing to speak to an audience, isn't it, Jen? But it's another Mm. thing to stop and listen to what they're actually saying. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's kind of, we have to hear it a few times. Like I didn't hear that once. I'd spent a week on the road away from my family with really not much else to do other than to present and then to talk one-on-one with these people the following day for like six hours. And you just, when you hear something over and over again, I guess you just kind of sit back and go, how can I solve this problem? Or I do. As a marketer, I'm all about trying to solve people's problems. And it was you know, just something, what I thought was something small that was going to help solve their problems. Now, I had no idea it would grow into something quite so big or quite so powerful. It's kind of almost an economy all of itself. Yeah, it is. And it's it's created an amazing opportunity for the people that have joined up, joined the Buy From a Bush Business Facebook group. It's also created, I guess, an amazing opportunity for you as well as a business owner, Jen, you know, just by putting yourself out there, having conversations with people and then thinking deeply about them after and caring enough to act and put something together to sort of solve solve that problem, that little, that gap there in the market for those country businesses. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I love when I get little messages from people uh, that, you know, talk about the difference the group has made and things like that. Uh, You know, it's just heartwarming to think that just a small sparking idea that probably came from just a long, boring drive home. No offense to Hay, but there isn't much in the way of things between my house and Hay. It's kind of just flat 
barren land, especially, you know, at cropping or like, you know, at harvest time when everything, there's not a green blade of grass. So maybe it was pure boredom that brought the idea to my head. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's obviously been worth it and it's obviously worked. And I feel like it's more, tell me what you think of this one. Is it more than you can get? So sitting there and listening and talking to actual people that whether they're your clients or then your potential clients or whoever they are, people in your target market generally, do you think you get more from those conversations as opposed to, say, sending out a general survey or a questionnaire? You know, when you get business owners that are like-minded business owners together that sit in a, a room together and workshop their issues, it gives you a chance to dig deep and really sort of look for opportunities and get the real problems, like what's the heart of those real problems as opposed to, you know, shooting out your surveys or questionnaires and those types of things? Yeah, absolutely, Jen. There's nothing like getting in front of your audience face to face. And, you know, if I had have sent out a an, an email blast or something or even a Facebook post or something, just in general, I'm starting this group, it would not have had the same traction as being in this room and coming up with this idea and then sort of, you know, tailoring it, I guess, and coming back to people and say, hey, remember that conversation we had last week? This is what I thought might solve your problem. Spread the word. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think at some other point, Jen, you and I are going to have to get on a podcast and have <laughs> you're going to have to come back on here and talk about what has happened, like from start to finish. You know, you're still moving this thing. It's like a big, huge beast and you're taking it places, <laughs> I'm sure. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens, I guess, won't we? Yeah, look, there is a few things in the fire at the moment to try and um, to just to try and make it so that there is somewhere for people to go when they want to buy, when they want to support that small business owner. Like I love that little saying that we all see on Facebook often, you know, when you buy from a small business owner, they do a happy dance, you know, a little happy dance. And I just love that. And I love true the thought of that in my head that, you know, this group has made all these people do little tiny happy dances. Yeah, that is so true. So let's flip it around now, Jen, and have a conversation about the events that you go to as a guest, the events that you attend. So what do you do to help improve your business uh, from, from that perspective? Do you attend masterminds yourself and workshops and networking events? Yeah, absolutely, Jen. I've been, um, ever since I had my retail shop, I've just been a real advocate for masterminds. And I guess it's one of the reasons why I've got that as part of my marketing strategy or my gift to my clients is because I know how wonderful they are and how well they work. So I've always belonged to masterminds. Um, you know, and for the people that perhaps are listening and they're not quite sure what a mastermind is, it's really just, you know, a group of like-minded people gathering and we talk business. Um, we talk strategy, we learn from the person running the mastermind itself, but we also learn from the group. So, um, and many of the, I know the very first one that I joined um, was an investment of about $10,000 a year. So it was quite a hefty investment for a little small retailer. And I was the only retail ba- person in the whole group. Everyone else was service-based. So it was a massive learning curve for me on how all that worked and how to flip things to make them work in retail. But Um, So I've always attended masterminds and, you know, encourage everyone to have a mentor in their business, whether it's a mentor you actually know and like, uh, not like, you always have to like them, of course, that you know and that you um, pay money to, or whether it's a mentor, like an online mentor of just someone who, you know, you follow. But 
we all need that person to look up to in our business. And, and I'm always trying to upskill and watching other people, um, what they do and learning from other people. Networking events is probably not something necessarily I go to a lot, mainly because of the location that I'm in. And that's probably one of the reasons why I started my own is because there just really isn't networking events that happen around my district. So it was another reason why I started my own was to, um, you know, get yeah. that sort of thing happening around here a little bit and how do you find it opens up your audience like I I am really into all of these things I love um, having business mentors coaches attending masterminds like workshops everything that's out there I will be into it if I can get (laughs) into it Um, because I know personally what a, a huge impact it has on my ability to learn for one, but to then deliver to my clients for, is this, is the second thing. So it increases your ability to impact other people's businesses when you're learning and and so many different things from so many different people. And the thing that I love a lot about those is the collaboration side of it. So mm. collaborations are a wonderful way for people to grow their business. I love them. I reckon you would love them too, Jen. Perhaps give us your thoughts on collaborations and how it is that we can use them as a marketing strategy. Yeah, collaborations are one of the biggest things that will come out of a mastermind or networking and things like that. Absolutely. And I guess, Jen, you know, we'll, let's use us as an example. So, Karen Mitchell, who has Waterfront Holiday Homes, who is my client in my mastermind group, knows you and connected us to us to, you know, got talking. You know, we ended up speaking together into Niliquin. You've been on my podcast and delivered enormous value to my audience. And now I'm here on your podcast delivering value, hopefully, to your audience. So that all started with just one thing, one person who knew both of us who thought, you know what, you two would actually hit it off. You know, here's a swap email addresses, or I think it might have even been a, a DM through uh, Messenger or something. Yeah, like I that. think so. And you're right. It's just one person that can connect you and really what you're looking for in a collaboration is somebody who has a similar audience but is in a non-competing environment, you know, a non-competing industry. So if yeah. that for anybody out there that's listening, it's about just thinking that little bit left of um, left of centre and just saying, okay, well, who out there talks to my audience? Who out there has the same people that I have but you know, they're not my direct competitor. We could actually work really well together. And they're just such an amazing way to build your own audience and build your own sales, your own revenue. Yeah, absolutely. And they can be a competitor, but not a direct competitor. So one of the best collaborations or another really great collaboration that I have is, um, you know, uh, Mel, who has Starfish Marketing. And she reached out to me because she's another rural marketer who doesn't get to speak marketing very much to other people. And she was really afraid because we are kind of in competition with each other. And we've developed a beautiful friendship. And in fact, we've gone in to do a, um, a couple of collaborations together and go for big contracts because neither of us can handle them ourselves. So it's like, okay, so, you know, let's join forces and, you know, try and get a couple of these really big tenders and see if we can do it together. So technically she's my competition, but, you know, abundance, there is a marketer and social media person for every corner of every street in Australia, I reckon. So, you know. Absolutely. That's fantastic, Jen. I love that you've been able to do that and had, uh, 
had enough trust and that abundance mentality to say, okay, there is enough people out there for us all. We just need to work together to get the best result for that client. And the thing is, there could be, if you put 10 10 potential clients in front of you and in front of um, this other competitor that whose name I Mel, Uh, (laughs) Mel, sorry, in front of Mel, some people are just going to naturally gravitate to Mel because of her personality, because of who knows something. And it's not necessarily going to be what it is that she knows that you don't know. Some people just gravitate to different people and that, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. You know, then if, You've got to know, like, and trust me. And if you know, if Mel's your person, or if John's your person, or if Sam's your person, that's perfectly okay. Yeah, let's do that because all we really want to do is move your business forward. So, whoever is best to do that for you, then that's what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's really important for anyone that's listening to just take a moment to think about the two things that we've been working on today or talking about today. One is how is it that you can put yourself in front of your audience? What can you do to impact your audience and put have a presence, like have a presence there and have them know you, like you, trust you, Have a, give them a way to um, experience you before they put their hand in their pocket, whether it is networking events or whether it's workshops online or otherwise, whether it's masterminds or whatever it is that's out there. It's about having a think about what it is that you can do that's a little bit different to what everybody else is doing. And then on the other side, what is it that you can attend and what can you be involved with? Who can you collaborate with? Would you agree, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. And and be willing to invest in yourself. Um, you know, you're wanting to build a business, you've got a business, so be willing to invest in that business. And if you're your business, be willing to invest in you. And yes, masterminds might be expensive. Yes, you might need to take half a day off to attend, you know, this most amazing networking event, but you know it'll be worth it. Then do it. You know, try not to talk yourself out of it because of money or travel or whatever, maybe not travel right now, but you know what I mean? Like be willing to invest in yourself to grow your business. Yeah. And another thing that's just come to mind when we talk masterminds, the thing with masterminds too, is that they're held on a regular basis and they have a level of accountability that comes with them naturally. And accountability is priceless. So, when what can happen? Okay, and I know because I've been to lots and lots of different events um, over my twenty years in my field. When you go to an event, you can go to a one-off event, and you can come out of there with the smartest notebook on earth. <laughs> you have so many fantastic notes. You're going to do so much stuff, and then what happens? Inevitably, you can get back into the office, get back into your work. And there's just no time, you know. Yeah, your inbox is full. You've just got to do, oh, just quickly answer that email. And I guess that's why I like to finish off all my workshops with what I call the 72-hour rule. Okay, so what are you going to do? One thing, two things that you're going to do in the next 72 hours that will move your business forward. Don't come to my workshop. Don't spend two hours with me and then go back to normal. Pick one, pick Love two. It, you, you'll never ever do more than one or two. So even though you wrote down 300, you will never do them all. Pick one, pick two and do it. Fantastic. Yep. That is such great advice. I really, I do love that. And that's where you get that level of accountability in a mastermind. And even if it is just a one-off event, that's a, it's just a great challenge. You know, mm. who doesn't love a challenge? 
Not me. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> oh, that's thank you so much, Jen. I feel like we've given the audience, our audience, like, so much to think about. Uh, lots of different things that they can consider to increase their profit in their business, increase their sales and get things really happening. And now that, like we say, at the time of recording, we're starting to come out of the whole sort of COVID period. So maybe now is the time to really start thinking about how it is that we can incorporate some of this stuff in our businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening to this and you're a bit like me, you think, well, there's no networking events around me for attend to, do one. Just make one yourself. Great <laughs> advice. who steps up. Yeah, well done. Great advice. Well, Jen, tell us, tell everybody where it is that they can find you. Um, give us your website, whatever it is that you would like to put out there. Yeah, look, I mainly, um, you know, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Jen Donovan, I would love for you to send me a little message and connect with me on LinkedIn. Otherwise, on Instagram at Small Business Made Simple, that would be awesome to hang out with you there as well. Perfect. And Jen also has a podcast of her own. So if you're into social media and marketing or you're like me and you're not into it, but you know you need to, then what's the name of your podcast, Jen? Uh, Small Business Made Simple. And you know what? It'll help make your small business simple. Perfect. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jen, for coming on as a guest. I've been really excited to have you on. we We connected quite some time ago, so I'm we, as I said earlier, you and I can sit here and talk for hours about so many different <laughs> topics. So I'm thinking that I'm probably going to have you back on again at some other time to talk about some other topic. But this was fantastic. I think it's really timely. I think people are going to get a lot out of it. And yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Jen, for having me. Um, yeah, absolutely awesome to be able to come on your podcast. And uh, yeah, well done again on the podcast. Thank you. And wherever you might be listening in the world, I hope you're having a fantastic week and we will be back again next week to talk with some other amazing guests, no doubt. Thanks and goodbye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.